Hello. It's Nia and Trent from the Trident Network's Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested best pasta shape bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may, may the, the thing with, with the, the most votes win. Oh my god, hi. Welcome back to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. We are in the middle of our classic season, and today we are discussing Dumbo, the flying elephant. I am joined by Joe Fitzpatrick and Brooke Hartnett, uh, two good friends from Chicago, and uh, we really had a ton of time. I mean, you guys, this one's a thinker. We go deep. We talk about um, some of the problematic elements of this film, and we really, um, we really, really work to dissect it. So, without further ado... Here we go. All right. Well, good morning. Today we are talking about it. We're first of all, we're in our classic season. I think I put that in the email. I hope so. Um, so we're talking about the classics. We're talking about a huge Disney classic, which is Dumbo. Now have um, I'm gonna start with you, Brooke. Okay. Forgive me, I'm belching into the microphone because I'm having a Diet Coke at tw- noon. You're forgiven. Um, Why is noon a problem there? Hey, yeah, because noon. it's my <laughs> second one of the day. Oh, um, that's great. <laughs> Joe, Joe's like, Joe's every morning I wake up, I crack, I shotgun a Diet Coke, and then I go on a 10-mile run. <laughs> Listen, it's Saturday. If you don't have two yeah. Diet Cokes by 1 p.m., what are you doing? Hey! Yeah. <laughs> Party of one! Um, but we, so Brooke, I want to start with you. What, mm-hmm. uh, have you seen this film before? Let's start there and what your history is. And then how you felt about it, like general thoughts at the top. Yes, okay. So I've seen it before. I've seen it as a kid. But I don't have like a great memory of yeah, things same. in general. And so I don't really have any like explicit memories of watching it. Couldn't tell you how many times I've saw it, but like there were definitely moments re-watching it where I was like, oh, I've seen this before. And like, this is visceral yeah. to me. Um, like the pink elephants felt very visceral. I can't wait till we get to the pink elephant part. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, and Another thing was that I, well, I'll talk about this when we talk about the stork, but I think okay. the stork maybe impacted me in a way that oh. I was reflecting on this morning. Um, and my overall take of the movie was, wow, holy shit, what? <laughs> good, good, good take, good take. Um, yeah, it was wild. I, I knew that we were going to be in for some stuff when I saw the like racial problem. The warning at the top? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I said, "What's up?" And then it was, but it was like even beyond that. Like every single moment of the movie had me going, "Hey, what?" Yeah, what's? <laughs> I'm sorry, what's happening here? Yeah, uh, Joe, how about you? What's your history of this? And then uh, thoughts at the top. I had absolutely seen it before. I like I remember Dumbo being on VHS in my home. Yeah, but like I feel like Dumbo, the the target 
like age for this movie when you know like and at this point like what is the target age really should it be like not at all should it be never in your life? But, like, but like probably like the tone of this it was for like young children it's kind of what i get like from i mean th- that's what it feels like and so yeah. i didn't have watched it in a really long time and similarly like what the fuck like it there's like so many things about it where i was just like this is shocking like not least of which is all the like problematic elements but oh, also yeah. we'll talk about those this yeah. movie came out like mere weeks before pearl harbor <laughs> the attack on pearl harbor this movie predates the united states full participation in world war ii so, like that's how ancient like that's how old the like the prejudice is in it which is so fucking crazy but yeah. also like i had the same and this is like the the stupid like fan in me of just like art like i had like i was surprised by the animation too i was yeah. like oh my god 1941 yeah. like this I mean, is kind yeah. of impressive as fuck and pink yeah. elephants like that scene particularly i'm like whoa kind of like fantasia kind of like yeah really really like frame by frame this was like drawn and how they did that was unbelievable who was doing psychedelics in 1941 really? and wild and then putting it in a kid's movie so it was crazy and from doing these so there's a couple trends that we're noticing now from doing a couple of these classic movies which is one we tend to have the same demographic age-wise of people who guest on this podcast we're all kind of millennials or early gens that you like so these films were always like kid kid movies to us they were the things you put on before we we got to the age where we were ingesting like Aladdin and Lion King and movies of the 90s and the 20s. All in elementary school in 1941, 1942. Came out, we really... Millennials. Millennials. (laughs) So like most of us have, and I have the same experience with both of you. I had seen this film. I had it as a, uh, on VHS and my parents must have put it on from like when I was really, really young. Truly the only scene I remembered from this, I remembered two things. And it was so, I was laughing at how specific they were and how one, the first thing was in the the scene of the the train going up the hill at night saying, I think I can, I think I can. I was like, okay, why do I remember this and not, not one other part of this movie? And then- <laughs> I'm snapping to that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Dumbo in clown makeup, I remember yes. too. I didn't know that he was in a burning building. I didn't know that he was part of a circus. I just was like, oh yeah, I've seen that. Like, so (laughs) wild. And then this film is, and a lot of these films are problematic. This is sort of a commonality that we're seeing as as we go through these. The thing about Dumbo is, on one hand, it is filled with truly like, minstrel representations like minstrel like wild racism old school like racism and on the other hand it is a story about being ostracized for the way you look and there are so many parts in it where I was like well this is like we are showing the prejudiced individuals in this movie as the (laughs) villains but then around the corner comes some white dude doing a black impression as a Jim mm-hmm. as a literal Jim Crow. But also <laughs> as like a sympathetic character. It's it was, too it was like, no much. Sense. It's, it's so much. too clearly the the whoever was made this movie was on psychedelics. Clearly. <laughs> the thought the thought process is not succinct. I it, it was wild. 
So on one hand, and the animation's so good. So on one hand, I'm like, okay, does this movie in an ironic way hold up, bar the the horrible ra- racist uh, references and in the, in the depictions of these crows and other depictions of, of people of color in the film? Or is it all bad? I couldn't, it's so confusing. It's such a confusing journey to go on. So I'm glad we can talk about it. Oh like, yeah, me too. Like what? Yeah, and part of me felt of all these old classic movies, I was I haven't thought about a movie after watching it more than Dumbo. Like I have been looking up think pieces. I've been trying to figure out like, okay, what's how do people feel? People have like conflicting criticisms of the movie. Yeah. Some people say like it, it just wild. So we'll get into it as we go through the plot. I've been yes. reading a lot of lit this morning. <laughs> i read a thing piece this morning that was like uh uh positing like is dumbo a a representation of like a mixed child's experience a mixed race child's experience in the 30s and i was like i i don't have enough time to do that research to bring it up (laughs) (laughs) I need to read more before, (laughs) but it's wild. The question is, is it? (laughs) I don't don't know. It's a question that will never be answered. It's it's hard for a movie to be like, like elegantly, like dissecting, like uh, a prejudice narrative while also being like, and we'll just paint with these broad strokes (laughs) on all these people in the world. It's like, (laughs) yeah. both at the same time yeah it was like, so i wanted to ugh. give dumbo so much credit i would be like it's a criticism but i can't give it that much yeah. credit it's not that clear and it's also <laughs> made for babies and it was also released weeks before pearl harbor yeah it's so wild so let's um let's get into the plot cool while a large so there's so much about this movie. I'm so delighted. While a large circus spends the off season in the winter grounds of Florida, yes, a flock of white storks delivers baby animals. One elephant, Mrs. Jumbo, does not receive her baby and keeps scanning the sky. The okay, circus... I want to note something. Yes. All of the mothers, except for the tiger parents, single mother deliveries, by the yeah. way. Don't know what to make of it, but it felt like a comment. It tigers, felt like a comment. Tigers, though, had a, there was a That's couple. what I said. Yeah. 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 That, <clears throat> why, but why tigers? Why? They were the only ones. They were the only ones. Anyway. And because <laughs> on one hand, you were like, oh, this, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the storks were just like, we as a, in the 40s, we don't talk about how babies are made. Right. You know what I mean? Um, oh. Actually, can I say something about the story? Please. Okay, so when I was a a child, like too young to know about sex, too young to have the sex talk, but like, so I've known this story for a long time and I didn't know where it came from. And this morning I realized, I think it came from when I watched Dumbo and I saw the storks deliver all these babies to these parents who were like, sometimes excited, sometimes didn't seem to even care that or know that they were like about to get a baby. (laughs) Or and, six that are immediately nursing as soon as they run out the bag. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, why? Well, I vividly remember like walking in a parking lot and being like so nervous, like looking up at the sky and being like, <laughs> a stork could come right now and like be a baby. And I thought that that was like how it worked, that if you even thought about it for a second, it could happen to you. Like there was no oh. rhyme or reason. And it gave me like trauma as a little tiny girl. <laughs> like, 
for too long <laughs> until I figured out the truth. Yeah. And I truly think it's from that goddamn scene. That is so yeah. heartbreaking. Cause like, <laughs> I remember probably the same age, my biggest trauma was that aliens were gonna abduct me. Yes. But <laughs> that yours is so much more based than like something you've actually has been put in a media of some sort. I was just like, aliens love kids and they're coming for me well i was i was under the impression like storks love kids and they, <laughs> and I, I must have gotten it from somewhere and i think it had to be dumbo yeah you're throwing you're of... literally throwing rocks at birds at the beach if she sees <laughs> a bird she will she'll pick up a near piece of trash or whatever's on the ground nearby yeah. big yeah. or small and just kind of you know, launch over that direction. <laughs> in the south side of Chicago, they when I were when I was growing up there, when they was a baby born, they would put a like a wooden stork in your front yard, like with your name. So I have like a stork in my parents' house. It has like my name and my birth weight and my birthday. <gasps> that is and like yeah, this was like a thing that would happen in like South Side Catholic neighborhoods. Now that's precious. <laughs> So, yeah, I kind of love it. That's where, like, the that. stork is a huge part of like babies yeah. being born. Is it, like, in my the size life. of a person. Hmm? Um, I mean, it's the stork. The stork. It was probably like three and a half feet tall, and it's like okay. uh painted uh stork, and then it has like hand painted, you know, name. Wow. I remember mine was backwards my uh, on my birth weight, which they they put your birth weight, which is hilarious. Uh, but <laughs> the pounds and the ounces backwards. So I was like 11 pounds, seven ounces. And that is not how big I was as a baby. Yeah. Uh, but um, pretty classic. 11 oh pound baby. God. Oh my God. God mm -hmm. bless women who deliver 11 pound babies. That's a, I mean, any baby is a rough go, but also, the other thing that I immediately noted, the first thing out of my mouth watching this was the moment all the trauma and drama starts happening, my first thing is like, only in Florida. <laughs> I'm sitting oh, on the couch by myself. <laughs> I'm like, this kind of trauma would only happen in Florida. <laughs> yes, Joe was like, this whole movie set in Florida. And I was like, ultimately, it looks like it's set in the deep south, which is also, you know, <laughs> yeah. contextual. But of Ugh. course, it starts in Florida. Of course. So then the the uh, storks are delivering all these babies. The circus sets out on a new tour and a belated stork catches up with a moving train and drops off the expected baby elephant, Jumbo Jr. The other mm. elephants are initially delighted until they see the baby has far oversized ears and promptly nicknamed him Dumbo. However, Mrs. Jumbo shows her baby great care and love defending him from the teasing the other elephants the second okay, we, thing i said yeah the second thing i said i the first thing i said was of course this is in florida the second <laughs> thing i said is when dumbo's mom beats the has that like punching sound effect and slaps that other elephant huh? my first i was on the couch screaming is like you better work dumbo mom <laughs> you better work <laughs> mrs jumbo fuck um, these ladies up <laughs> We were particularly upset that um, his fucking name is Jumbo Jr. How disrespectful have we been all these years? The movie's called Dumbo. 
And this, they, is, this is called Dumbo. This goes back to like, how can the movie both like be smart enough to dissect the prejudice and also <laughs> be like this? It's like, hey, Dumbo's not, and you're like, stop calling him Dumbo. Don't yeah. call him that. Just call yeah. him Jumbo Jr. If you want to be on the right side of history, you call him Jumbo Jr. Yeah, God damn JJ. It. <laughs> oh my god jj so cute jj the flying elephant and also it is truly a name of they're like you look dumb we're gonna call you dumbo yes it's oh my god wild. jj it looks like two little ears think about two little j's it looks like two little ears next to each other oh Come my god jj's on. a perfect nickname we're calling oh. him jj alas his name is dumbo and no by the way dumbo doesn't say one word in the whole nope. film Mm-mm. doesn't have one line of dialogue he's the a silent only- angel the only Disney character in all of Disney history to not have any spoken dialogue. Wait, are you serious? Wait, wait, I believe wait, wait. so. That was a trivia question a long time ago. And then as I was watching this, I was like, oh yeah, Dumbo does. Maybe it's the only main character to not talk. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, oh yeah, Dumbo never says one word. Even Wally talks a little bit. Yeah. Which is somehow more effective. It made me sympathize with Dumbo more. I don't I, know how. One of my notes is once Dumbo came on screen, I just stopped taking notes because I was so captivated by him. After just yeah. <laughs> he's, he's cute. So yeah, he's, cute. he's so cute. Oh. <laughs> his big ears are cute too. And then that mouse comes. Well, I'm jumping ahead. I can't get to the mouse. Yeah, we'll get um, to the mouse. The other thing that I was uh, noticing is because, you know, once again, is the movie good or is it bad? I think it's probably bad. But yeah. we, but also like, in I'm thinking, okay, all these women, these these um uh, adult elephants, first yeah. of all, I call them the elephant aunties. I was calling them the Republican elephants. And <laughs> the, the, the moment the moment they started talking, oh my god, the GOP. <laughs> <laughs> what is that elephant term that they keep using? Um here, uh, what is it? Pate- oh like, yeah, no idea. Elephant, and I think it starts with P. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, if I remembered this joke would be really funny. Anyway. <laughs> but I hated these. I mean, they were so good at being the villains. They were so it was so weird because okay, so once again, Dumbo's born. The moment he has features that are different than the rest of the community that he's born into, he's immediately begins to be ostracized. They mm-hmm. they're shitty to him from the beginning. They all hate him for no reason. He's truly like the cutest little fit. There's he's no he per, presents nothing but an affable disposition the entire movie he is brand new to this planet that we call earth he's literally a baby can do or call him dumb and say he looks funny and laugh at him yeah (laughs) my heart broke for him was so awful because then and here i think this says it right here dumbo uh clumsy due to his ears is made into a sideshow attraction when some rowdy boys start blowing in and pulling dumbo's ears mrs jumbo does exactly what she should do and she fucks those motherfuckers up i loved it Wait a second. I really want to talk about this, but also I think we, I think the Wikipedia article skipped over the roustabout song, <laughs> sort of the setting up of the carnival, Yes, which we have to talk about because it was the first moment where I said, here we go. This is why there was a disclaimer at the beginning. Yeah, yeah totally. You see these sh- almost like they're all the same shape, literally faceless yeah. black men like that's yeah. what they are they're like colored darkly in animation yeah. they have no faces and they're working to set up this train in like 
horrible conditions. It's raining. It's, it's like, like a blizzard. It's like a, a true hur- Florida hurricane. <laughs> and they're working alongside like the animals of the carnival who have also been nothing but abused and imprisoned up until this oh, point. Yeah. Like we're supposed to believe like they're kind of having a nice time. Like it's just another <laughs> day. Yeah. Like, like, that's another, that was like another huge disconnect where I was like, Would this sort of be about subverting like the abuse in the circus cult. But I was like, no, it's 1941. Like they're just like, this is how it is. And everyone's like Ooh. getting hit in the face with a whip. <laughs> when this movie started, uh, when we, when Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Jumbo was waiting for uh, her baby, I said the craziest mm-hmm. thing about this movie will be that there's only one sad animal at the circus. Yeah, like every other animal is like, "Hey, hey, I'm just hanging out in this train. I love being captive as part of this entertainment like in show." Prison, literally, and yeah. and there's only one sad elephant. Like, well, I have a different thing going on. It's like, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> this would be a lot more pervasive, actually. This little bit of depression. It's constant. Yeah from the institution that is the circus and i i want to talk about this the lyrics we don't have to do this for very long because really the point of the song is that it's horribly it's horrible and it's yeah it shouldn't ever have existed um but it's kind of like in the style of a chain gang song and the lyrics are truly like i'm actually gonna i want to pull them up because i don't want to get them wrong absolutely pull them up Okay, great. <laughs> and roused about, I looked up what a roused about is, and it's literally like, it's a like it's like a broad term for like a, a like a manual labor job that like is like is broad. Like it's a term okay. for a broad manual labor job, and like it's often used to refer to people who set up circuses. But like then it, with time, it has shifted. So like okay. for a while, it was like the oil industry. Yeah. Um, but oh my god i can't there's also an elvis presley song so it's well while you while you find that i did want to also add something to this so i was also like okay so these people have no faces this is weird it's it's or the only animals you see are the elephants who are like push who are also helping them um and then to the point of like all of the first of all the it's the first person of people of color you see and they're just the help they're just there to set up not give it a face not give it any of this stuff and then it juxtaposes between and i don't know if this is done for drama or like i don't know what it's like shows these just the horrible working conditions and then smash cut to like the bright sunny morning and it is like what is happening are these animals seem to and also miss uh Mrs. Jumbo is also depicted wildly different than the other elephants. The other elephants are adorned with like beaded, um, beaded headpieces and all these things. And Mrs. Mrs. Jumbo's in a bonnet. Yeah, yikes, Uh, (laughs) y'all. Um, I like to read. With that, I like to read some of the lyrics of this horrible song. Um, so it kind of presents as like a heave ho moment for one second and then the lyrics go we work all day we work all night we never learned to read or write we're (laughs) happy hearted roustabouts hike uh hike uh, and then they're like doing yeah literal chain gang stuff on the railroad they're setting up the railroad for some reason no they were like they were like they were like on the train tracks but like setting up the circus like so dark and i was like what are they doing 
We don't know when we, oh, I'm sorry. Whenever, when other folks have gone to bed, they show the tigers asleep inside. We slave until we're almost dead. We're happy hearted roustabouts. They want us to remember that they're happy. Um, <laughs> we don't know when we get our pay. And when we do, we throw our pay away. We get our pay when children say, with happy hearts, it's circus day today. And then it's just like a bunch more in that sort of vein. And there is a line at the end that I've seen people defend online in a specific way. But the line is, grab that rope, you hairy ape. Oi, 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 people online oi, are like, oi. will they show an ape setting up? But I don't remember seeing. I only remember seeing the elephant setting up. Me too. So I think it's just absolutely like an open slur against <laughs> black people. people. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the movie's bad. So that is really, really so, so bad. Um, yeah. I think this is even worse than The Crows, which we'll get to, but maybe but I was. I don't even want to compare them, actually, which is worse. Yeah. Because they're both. They're just both yes, bad. And mess. what's so wild is I completely zone I don't even remember any lyrics to this song I remember there being music and I remember thinking like <laughs> what why is this all of a sudden so dramatic mm -hmm. and so subtitles on mm -hmm. yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what I should have had because I would have caught all of those insane lyrics the okay. subtitles really were crazy and then what you said smash cut it's day it's circus day as the mm -hmm. final line in the song alludes to or one of the lines is, and guess what the foreground, we have this big circus parade. Oh Background, hundreds of yards of way, uh, like little tiny figures of people with faces, white people with faces. <laughs> they're so far away. They're not even part of the foreground. They're not part of the action. They could have been no faces. It yeah. could have been no faces. And we would have been like, oh, well, I guess they it's just- blurred. Yeah, I was like, pe people just aren't, don't have faces in this universe. Like it was- when you see the workers, I think it's your first time seeing humans. So I was like, even like maybe it's the animation style, but then like truly smash cut. They're like, nope, we're just actually being racist in case you weren't sure. Yeah. You can see smiles Holy. from like 500 yards away. It's like, uh, no, oh, no, no, this is not. Yeah. Oh, God. And then Dumbo gets attacked by those kids. Those oh. horrible little white kids. And I hate those kids. Those, those kids, I was violently... I got, I'm getting violent. Yes. Um, the more, the, the, the further I get into my adulthood, the more, the more and more I, I, I'm a proponent of violence. Me too. So <laughs> when, when. We're pro-violence. Mrs... We're pro-violence pro of this podcast. <laughs> 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 pocket, clip that, clip yeah. that. We're pro-violence. <laughs> um, but whenever she fucked up these kids and then the, the ringleader comes in, I was like, oh. it literally on the couch, be like, fuck him up too free yourselves get out of there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then they immediately imprison her and they um oh sort solitary of like put, confinement. Oh, solitary confinement they label her mad they oh. do all of this and she's chained on all four legs in this tiny oh. little thing and they put dumbo in a corner so then dumbo here uh ringmaster in the water tub she subsequently is deemed mad and locked in a cage dumbo is blamed for the incident and shunned by the other elephants. Timothy, a mouse that travels with the circus and has an outfit, befriends, <laughs> befriends Dumbo and decides to make him a star. And he does this because all of the, the adult elephants are making fun of his mother. Horrible. Horrible. And saying all these things of like, 
which is what, so like we just outlined all of those racist things, right? We yeah. just outlined all of those horribly racist things that are <laughs> and in this movie. Right, right, right. Like, this is why it's bad to this do is all why, that, yeah. that we just did. That we just what? did, because the moment these these elephants start talking, I couldn't help but feel like it's the perfect example of like when people justify horrible conditions to mm-hmm. to uh, marginalized individuals as though they were just supposed to like rise above. And like they kept saying things like, well, that's not she really brought shame on herself as a as a female elephant. And it's like. Her child is being attacked. Yeah. <laughs> Her yeah. child is in the middle of being attacked. So then you, once again, the juxtaposition of like coming from this horrible, horrible song to them being like, well, this is an accurate representation of how people justify. Yeah. Horrible. Like it, it was so unnerving. They like turned their back on Dumbo. Poor little baby yeah. Dumbo was like, where do I go? I yeah. was so sad. It was yes. so sad. Depressed sad and then when timothy is like off on the side being like why first of all why don't we celebrate timothy more i love timothy Timothy. timothy's off on the side being like he's just got big ears i wrote this mouse is me (laughs) (laughs) when he was like i think the ears are cute i was like yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely me too tim yeah so then timothy becomes friends with him and Um, he does this like very fun moment where oh yeah he, the famous like elephants are afraid of mice play on that. He freaks all of these horrible GOP elephants and yeah. freaks them all out. And During that scene, I was like, take notes for like the next Republican national convention. I'm going to show, <laughs> I'm gonna show up in drag and I'm going to do a number to watch all the really like skip, like climbing poles. <laughs> Get it out of here. Oh my God. You have to do drag as Timothy E. Mouse. Can you do that? Um, <laughs> I don't think that really makes sense, but you know. We're taking Dumbo back. We're making it, we're making it progressive. <laughs> it makes sense to the three of us only. Yeah. Everyone else is like, that's not drag. Bad taste. On our algorithm, it's our algorithm is like uh, uh, queer art performer takes back the whatever. And then on every Fox News, it's like insane man dressed as mouse. <laughs> yeah. he breaks ankles doing a split at the <laughs> Um, Devin, to your point, in that conversation where all the uh, GOP elephants are being so, so mean to Dumbo, one of them says, like, I wouldn't share a bale of hay with him. Like, they literally are saying, like, I won't eat next to him. And that felt like a direct reference to, like, at that time, like, sharing a counter with people, like, of different, you know. uh, Pro-segregation elephants. Yeah, exactly. It oh. felt like we were the. You said it. They they are the villains of the movie. Or the one of the villains of the movie. And in this moment, they're like, and we're racist, plainly so. And so yeah. it's like, okay, so these are racial elephants. We're supposed to understand that, but like we just watched that horrible song, so we're like, where? What is this movie's point of view? Yeah. Like, what is who, the point of view? They That's wrote this movie asking. on Zoom. Like there was different people contributing. <laughs> like one very progressive <laughs> person, like, and the elephants are racist, and everyone else is like, but we're racist too. So we'll write the rest. <laughs> Movie yeah <laughs> yeah it was wild oh also Ugh. i just i'm sorry i saw a note and i want to address it because this moment's coming up soon there are so many sex huge sexual moments in this movie at least for me i was getting a huge sexual read every time a train went through like um a 
a hole. And then yeah. when the first stork delivery happened, the train went through a hole and then we like saw a stork come. And I said, hold on. Yeah. And then later on, there's a, there's a big moment, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to, but I don't know if either of you were feeling those vibes like this early in the movie, there was a lot of other stuff going on, but I <laughs> think I definitely, is this movie horny? I definitely think I missed it because the other classic Disney movies we've been watching are so expressly horny. When I oh. tell you these other like Snow White <laughs> and other these like unbelievable horniness we okay, watched racist. peter pan speaking of racist we watched peter pan the other day for wow. one of our episodes that'll come out later and when i say these children are horny for each other it's <laughs> disgusting we were the whole time we were like how do we even talk about this because like this is not good <laughs> oh but, my god so i'm okay. sure i it went right over my head this time because i'm so desensitized to it okay well when we talk about um the uh ringmaster coming up with his like idea for the end of the show that's when i would like to speak on sex again okay okay yeah, well, yeah that's so, when that's when i got it so the uh, mrs jumbo is locked in a cage and she's deemed oh, mad right. um timothy the mouse befriends dumbo he whispers to the ringmaster's ear because the ringmaster is coming up oh, with that idea okay. that's the so this we're, is already we're already here so timothy mouse he kind of like develops this friendship with dumbo he like gets him because dumbo's also scared of him which is so cute and yeah. he's like you don't need to be scared with me i i'm your co-conspirator like yeah. this is okay although he does end up being a little bit of like a manipulative sort of like manager do you watch barry at all i have not but i heard it so good okay. and i really need to start it i was gonna make a character reference that would only work for people who watch barry and i'm not gonna do that <laughs> well just say it just say it because now it's out there. Watched, we won't know and i felt like timothy e mouse was fukes yeah, he's got fukes okay. vibes at, at least in moments in the okay film. no no no. and i want i want to hear from any listeners right on our instagram whether or not that holds up and mm -hmm. then we're gonna hold you guys accountable for it okay <laughs> <laughs> um so this scene is First of all, it's the scene that's like, it's like all shadow play. Like the, yeah. the two, it's two men behind a, like a screen of some kind, or like they're inside of a tent and exactly. Dumbo and Timothy are watching them. And the ringmaster is like undressing while he's talking about needing to come up with a huge climax. And he's yeah. screaming the word climax. He really is. Word. He cannot bear to stop <laughs> saying climax. And then like, Timothy sneaks into the tent and gets into his ear. I heard, I read this in mm -hmm. one of my lip pieces described as like a wet dream sequence because he just like, he I ultimately mean... the idea to like throw Dumbo on top of this pyramid of elephants. Oh, this is the idea is that the ringmaster wants to do a pyramid of elephants. Terrifying. Don't yeah, want to terrifying, bad idea from the jump, from the moment it comes scary. into his yes. brain. It's a bad idea. Yes. And Timothy idea. is like, put Dumbo on top. Also so scary. Yeah. And during all of this, he's like, climax climax like they're like saying it back and forth and it's like i'm like what yeah is happening and then <laughs> you know kisses everywhere and that's when it felt the most explicit to me yeah he really um, does wake up like oh yeah Dumbo. <laughs> yeah exactly. um and, and I just also, would be remiss if I didn't mention it. And to <laughs> You'd, your be point, remiss. You'd be remiss. You'd be remiss. And to your point, when <laughs> Timothy goes into that thing, I'm thinking he's going to go get the key. He's going to let, because I don't remember any of this movie. So I'm thinking mm -hmm. he's going to go get the key. He's going to unlock them and they're all going to go on the run. And Dumbo no, will. 
it's not abolitionist. It's all about getting famous. Yeah, it's all about getting, and he takes yes. the key and he uses it to like make a gong sound effect for like a massive entrance what? into this guy's dream. That's not like a hypnosis thing. He's like yeah. I'm triggering the like moment where I enter your dream with a with a, a gong. Yeah, cut to me trying that on my husband. Like, <laughs> well, fun fact actually, that has nothing to do with Dumbo. Did you guys know hypnotizability is a measurable scale? Like, some people are more hypnotizable than others, and it's genetic. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> so, when I took psychology, intro to psychology in high school, I don't know how much of this is true. My psychology be- teacher, whose name I can't remember, but he did marry one of his students, he told <gasps> us. The, yeah, he told us <laughs> that. What? Uh, yes. Yes. That, it's such Mary a footnote went, in this story. I understand, it's, but it's such a big footnote for me. But it also, <laughs> like, I, I want you to know, just so you could like take this with a grain of salt, because this is yeah. the man okay. who married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, for sure. The moment one of his students graduated college, he was like, "Why don't we make it official?" And understood. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. So, it, by the way, like twenty years his junior, this woman. So he told us twenty years his his Dumbo. Yeah. he told us that hypnosis like if you you have to believe that hypnosis works for it to work that is how wild that's true you have to be like a willing participant have neither of you ever been hypnotized before well i I, when i learned that i learned that and i was junior like i was a uh freshman and high school and I was in the closet so immediately from that moment I was like I can never be hypnotized because I can't be out of control and come out under hypnosis and then also through that journey I realized I was an atheist and that I and it just that from there on it just became like whatever you know like I'm not I have no interest in being hypnotized but now as an adult I would you should do it I would consider it I learned it. We're so off topic now, but I'll say this. I learned it from a, um, my, my friend just did her like PhD defense on using like something for like, not hypnosis, but like, this is kind of how they got here. You can use hypnosis for pain relief instead of opioids, like as long as it's active. So they're like, she's like an electrical engineer and they like designed some machine that can like measure your hypnotizability or something to see if you're like a good candidate for this kind of stuff it's so cool wow yeah um (laughs) how interesting hypnosis is really it's fascinating you know what else i mean this is a little we get off topic anyway but um (laughs) i really and i'm putting this out there because i'm never gonna do it one and two it's a bad thing to do so i just even if i were like left my own devices and i actually did it i would not want anybody i just want as many people to know that this is a plan i have to guard themselves against myself I want to learn the tactics that fake psychics use or like performance psychics use, like cold reading. Yeah. And then I want to do bits with people. I want to walk up. I want to find things that are just common human experiences, ways that like things that would relate to anybody. And then just in the middle of a conversation, turn to somebody and be like, I understand that in your life, you've lost somebody and that you still hold guilt for it. But they, but they wanted me to tell you it's not your fault. And just leave. Not <laughs> do it for a t- just just enough to plant a seed and like let it grow when I'm not there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that's it true. seems like cruel, so I just talk about it. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I things love like, that. Right? Like, um, you're you're in the middle of a tough decision within your life, and you're not sure which way to go. But just trust that you have everything you need to make that decision, and you are on the right path. 
That means nothing. I made that up right now, but it resonates with everybody because we're all, you know what I mean? And I I think also the emphasis of you just disappearing right after. That's the thing. I have no stake. I'm not taking your Mm -hmm. money. I'm not whatever. And it lends itself to Mm -hmm. more. I just think that'd be a fun bit, but it also like could make people like go through real emotions that they don't want to go through. So well, when people go to psychics, sometimes they're like looking for closure on somebody who died. That's a lot of yeah sure what you just said though seemed like arbitrarily good advice like generic (laughs) like like if you just went to like a good advice booth and you pressed a button they might say that so like you're like closing your tab (laughs) at a bar and you just like lean over to the person next to you and you're like hey i understand you're going through a lot right now and have a lot of big decisions coming up but i just wanted to know that you have this strength okay good night everybody (laughs) and just like leave and i hit the gong on my way out yeah exactly exactly boom turn around and you're in timothy e mouse drag yes giant giant key doing a split at the republican national convention as they (laughs) mow me down with a (laughs) as they vaporize me um, okay okay enough 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 so um <laughs> however dumbo so dumbo decides that they're gonna make him a star and they're gonna throw him at the top of this elephant pyramid which, as we discussed bad idea from the start super bad idea however they try to tie dumbo's ears up and then as he's running out they pick it they print pick him in the butt with a pin mm-hmm. and as these women as these elephants are like climbing on top of one another they're so, it's so sad to watch yeah and part of me was like how much of this is based it i mean clearly it's fake i mean they're all it's a cartoon but how yeah. much of this is like elephants actually having to like mount one another for people's uh, maybe it's just too historically in the like in a circus show but it was just so sad then none of them were having a good time nobody's having and a good time they started falling Oh my, well, so then Dumbo trips over his ears. They come untied. He trips, he hits the ball and it brings the circus down. It's not, it's chaos. Chaos. And they all get truly injured. They're all covered in bandages. They have like broken trunks and stuff. The the big block of ice on top of one of their heads just slowly melting. That was funny. (laughs) I love love the block of ice. I like the gag. (laughs) Um, I also like that the slings are just like hanging off of them and they go to articulate with the trunk and then oh oh ow (laughs) yeah put it back down and then they do like some weird ritual where they agree to ban Dumbo from ever acknowledging him and they all come together it was it's very creepy and we find out that Dumbo's been given to the clowns given to the clowns which is like the the biggest shame that you can bring on somebody which by the way i felt personally attacked yeah Um, sounds amazing sounds amazing and then also because there's so much racist stuff in this yeah i didn't like the way the clowns were painted and i know they just look like clowns but it looked a little bit like it looked a little bit like blackface, but change out the colors. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I didn't know how much of that I was connecting the dots because there was so much race stuff already in it. Sure. I just- I'm gonna let you not like it. Yeah, you know? right? It, it wasn't good. No. And maybe like that was just how makeup was in 1941, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I choose I'm, not to like it. Yeah. Yeah. Also the clowns were portrayed as like kind of villainous, like certainly like super selfish, like Mm -hmm. early early on in the movie during the parade, I believe the clowns were doing a bit. And I said, you know what? I like the clowns. And then later they're like, let's put that elephant way up high and have him be super in danger. And I was like, oh, I hate these clowns. And I feel that I feel that it was a negative portrayal regardless. It was a negative portrayal of clowns. Yeah. Yeah. 
who have been and so a, sweet in my life. Yeah, as a professional clown myself, I find this very offensive. Okay. And they also, so they put him at the top of this thing, which by the way, I have seen this exact set piece and this exact like plot in a Cirque du Soleil on PBS when I was young. But Whoa. it was like they were doing, instead of the trampoline breaking, it was these like acrobatic actors bouncing on the trampoline and then landing in the window and then all that stuff. Also, this movie really made me appreciate that circuses are now about gymnastic ability yeah. and not about what torture we can put an animal through. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Was it actual, in the Cirque du Soleil one, was it like clearly fake fire or did they I think like- so. Or maybe, or it was like those controlled like little like yeah running your hand over a lighter or something like that oh but, yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah it was definitely like I was like oh I've seen this and is this a circus thing of like jumping from windows and because that was the whole premise is like the building's on fire you jump down you bounce back up they do a flip in the air and you're like how can they do it um mm-hmm. so then uh he's turned into a clown he they have this scene where he like kills or he humiliates himself yeah and he's Cry, he's crying he's devastated humiliated he's yeah. being humiliated and timothy's trying to do his best to say like no 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 no. they love you they love you and then he takes him to see his mother now you guys Ugh. as friends when i oh tell you and it's been a rough couple of weeks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, emotions are riding high when i say i violently bawled my eyes out with the scene between the month. I could cry thinking about it now. Maybe of mine. It was so heartbreaking. I'm starting to tear up. It was too much for a child to watch. I was like, this is this this is so sad. And she scoops him up and And she's just stuck in that cage. And she's stuck and she has to like wave goodbye. And they said something about a broken heart. And I remember hearing and I'm thinking spoiler alert, this is not what happens. But I remember they said a broken heart and I was like wait does Dumbo's mom die of a broken heart that seems like something that would be in an old classic yeah. movie thank Same god way. she's alive at the end sipping yeah. uh sipping mojitos in the back of the train yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the Flying whole scene was so un- agonizing. agonizing <laughs> oh it was horrible it was horrible then once again making me think okay is this more is this an adult story like this is trauma dumbo's being traumatized and ostracized for having different features than the rest of these elephants within like a prison a literal prison he's being ostracized and abused (laughs) like on top of everyday abuse that they're already (laughs) suffering in general it was too much i i will say this is one of like i think the big redeeming qualities of this movie is that like everything between jumbo jr jj and and his mother is so sweet it's so sweet like in the beginning when they start ostracizing jumbo jr for his ears she like closes the door and Mm -hmm. she laughs as it smacks them all in the face and then she and then she just like nuzzles him they scoop each other with their trunks and like it's so cute and then later when she's incarcerated this movie has if you don't walk out an abolitionist from Dumbo, you are absolutely <laughs> I, wrote, close. Is, I said, is Dumbo an abolitionist film? And the answer is no. no. <laughs> 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 but it's 
it's the most abolitionist yeah, of all the classic Disney films. It's, yeah. well, it's close still not there. To it's understanding close. itself. It's, it's, ooh. Well, so um, close. Just but, one but, more writer, one more cast yeah. that script. Yeah. Honestly, they should have done psychedelics one more time and been like, "Oh, the whole thing is a problem." Um, but uh, <laughs> but when when Mrs. Jumbo is in solitary confinement and uh jumbo is following timothy around he grabs timothy's tail like it's his mom's tail he's desperate for companionship and every time he does it my heart breaks all over again for jumbo jr jj he's so sweet there's something about the fact that and this is being a little abstract but there's something about the fact that their their um trunks are their defining characteristic oh yeah and there's also kind of like an extension of a limb, but also part of their face that makes every time they touch more intimate than holding hands, but also mm-hmm. not kissing. It's like something so, it's like when giraffes wrap their necks around each other. Yeah, yeah It's like totally. something that is uh, beautiful within itself and it adds to the heartbreak. Yeah. There was also, speaking of this film making me think, which is part of the reason why I'm like, there's so much racist stuff in here, but also the messages I'm leaving with are like how horrible this ostrich, like, I couldn't help but think this is people will have more compassion for Dumbo with his mother being incarcerated unjustly than they will for real people mm-hmm. who share these things in real life because mm-hmm. they have the mindsets of the rest of the elephants that can easily justify those things mm-hmm. because it's just like, well, it it we would all have to address the injustice if if we look at it honestly. So let's just lie to ourselves. And yes. it was, when I, when I say I cried, <laughs> I was on the couch, like, my dog is, like, looking at me, like, it's 10 a.m., what could be going on? <laughs> but it was so, it affected me so much. Yeah, it's devastating. And then I they immediately go into, okay, so they go to the psychedelics, which is weird. So the, the um, they have a scene. The childhood your, drunkenness scene happens. Childhood drunkenness, and also, like, What? did yeah. old champagne make you drunk like that or like i keep reading people are like maybe they drink absinthe that's <laughs> like, what i, I thought because it's green and it's all green and like there's green bubbles and stuff yeah, okay. yeah. but it's listed here as champagne and it wasn't a champagne bottle and it had bubbles it's like champagne mm-hmm. and first it's so high they get so high because it starts with the the clowns are coming they're undressing there was one clown who was in drag and undressed i don't know if he caught Ooh, that silhouette he that. took off his suit and the boobs went with it i thought it was so funny oh um, my god amazing it was wild and all like the one guy like pulls a plug and he was like in a big fat suit and then there was another guy who's like three people stacked on top of one another it was just okay. a lot happening oh, and they're drinking they're celebrating and they're saying like Dumbo was so great. Let's torture him more. Oh, um, the clowns, right? The I, clowns. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, the double. Yes. They were at one point. They were like, "Double the torture, like, double the fun." Put him up <laughs> yes. a thousand feet high, <laughs> literally. So, what? Like, <laughs> anyway, so then they drop a, a champagne in a water bucket, which scientifically would dilute the alcohol. <laughs> and I say this as a previous bartender. But for some reason, instead, it turns it into a psychedelic. Yeah. (laughs) And they have the coolest part of the movie, in my opinion, the pink elephant parade. Mm -hmm. And it went went on. And this is also traumatized. This is a traumatizing movie. What? Okay, what were our favorite parts 
of the Pink Elephant Parade. Because there's a lot of different visuals and it keeps going forever. Mm -hmm. I liked there was a moment when they animated all the different elephants a little bit differently. So there's one with like stripes and one with like maybe polka dots. And then like literally on the beat of the song, like the background color changes and all of their like patterns change. And truly I was like, this rocks. This is yeah. cool. Like, I wish I had thought of this. Yeah. Like, it, it was, was so like, cool. That that moment in the movie, I was just like, okay, fucking like the animators are like, okay, we got them hooked to the story. Let's like have a lot of fun for like eight minutes or however long yeah. that thing is. Once I like settled into it, I was like, I love this. But when I, I swear to God, when those elephants first came on screen, I was like, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen in oh, yeah. my entire life. And oh, I very scary. I think it was hearkening maybe back to like me being so scared of that as a tiny child. Oh, like, I bet. yeah. <laughs> probably just like, you know, taking in everything that's happened in the movie up to this point, already terrifying, horrible, traumatizing. It's, I'm so glad you say that because I think I have a similar experience. Whereas yeah. my husband will sometimes point out that sometimes like kind of scary and fucked up shit, I find really enjoyable, and makes me laugh. Or like, <laughs> not like real life stuff, but like, like, um, kind of like sometimes movie prosthetics that are really scary or like something yeah. that's like a little bit demonic sometimes I have a less of a fear towards it and I think it comes from this scene because I was jumping before back and forth between that is horrifying it's a horrifying yeah. visual but also being incredibly delighted by all of it like yeah. there's a moment where a huge muscle man is like walking towards you but he's made of the heads of a million oh, elephants yes yes and i Ooh. at first i was like oh <laughs> who are you like it was so, <laughs> everything would just be like there's a part where like two elephants come together and their their patterns connect yeah. and then they separate out and they stretch yeah. in a really uncomfortable way and i oh, i kept cool. going i was riding the line between being horrified by some of them because they are really genuinely off-putting and also yeah. really interesting and like like subversive and weird and so cool yes but it also, was both pachyderm. pachyderm was the word i could yeah think. Pachyderm. pachyderm that's right pachyderms gop that's, yeah that sounds like a medication that would be advertised on like american television yeah, stop saying it. Talk to your younger. doctor about pachyderm today. It's like a woman riding a bike on a beach. If you're not healthy enough for pachyderm, avoid it. Uh, yeah. um. <laughs> oh. So then they wake up from this uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, anyway, that's not important. They wake up oh, from this. It. It, I was say just going to say they also it. were giving hiccups, which makes you think. Yes alcohol i guess i don't know yes, what it made me think and, yeah and also like <laughs> the fact that they drank it in the first place was because jumbo jr got hiccups because he was so sad from that devastating scene with his mom he was crying so much he started hiccuping yeah and then he went on an acid trip yeah woo, woo, woo. what a hard night and what then he a... wakes up and they're like in a tree <laughs> and they're in a tree and yeah. then we meet the crows <laughs> so let's oh, meet the crows. we meet the crows who are infamous for being <laughs> a one of disney's most racist representations of black people mm-hmm. and they were pulled and i want to be socially conscious about this they're pulled from minstrel shows and if you're listening to this and you mm-hmm. don't know what a minstrel show is they were shows in like the mid that were national like phenomenons in the mid 1800s to the early 1900s that were 
and I cannot stress this enough because I think sometimes people, when they think of blackface, they they kind of put it in a camp of, oh, well, we didn't let black people like have those jobs. But no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Minstrel show's design was to ridicule and humiliate black people by having white people in blackface mm -hmm. portray black people as, you know, dumb or like violent or just horrible, horrible depictions. One of and the most famous depictions is named Jim Crow. And that's also the name of the lead crow in this movie. And that's yeah. not a joke. And no, I wish it was. Who, who is also played by a white actor white yeah. doing like um, a, a, a black accent or mimicking black speak. And it is so, it's famous for how- Like a, an, uh, um, what is the word? Like an- not an emphasized, but like an exact, like an exaggerated, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. offensive like, version of it. Like not. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Now the other crows are played by black mm -hmm. actors or black musicians or something. I read, a, a, I'll have to look at the details. It's a choir, an all black choir. But yes. and But, does, it, but everything else. Is and so this is truly cited as like, this is, it's an awful depiction. And the, the, the history behind it is often forgotten about how horrible it is. And it's sort of seen as like, fun little crows if you don't um, know the history it's it might you might miss it because there are sympathetic characters like mm -hmm. they are ultimately they like kind of help Dumbo out like they're whatever but like and also like know, it's so sinister even their speech like a lot of like for mm -hmm. instance Timothy kind of is has an exaggerated way of speaking the mothers have like these exaggerated like rich lady mm -hmm. accents so like if you weren't putting your thinking cap on you're just kind of watching it you might just be like oh like that's we wouldn't we those it might not be like that now but it really is like rooted in a lot more evil shit yeah and they even changed his name in the 50s to dandy crow because within that 10 year time span they they got enough backlash in the 40s for it imagine yeah. how you got to be pretty racist yeah, to get the, the nickname for like segregation laws of the that's time. The other thing, which is <laughs> like Jim what? Crow laws for people who are who also might not have a historical context for it, were the names given to the laws that essentially continued segregation after segregation was technically outlawed. You know, it's it's so there's a lot of horrible shit that these characters are rooted in. And the other confusing thing that the movie does is do all of that, but then make these characters like sympathetic and likable and he even heroes. And what? so, okay, so the, the crows show up, they start kind of like shitting on, like, what are you guys doing up in this tree? And that's kind of like, unless I'm misremembering and I could be, mm -hmm. they kind of like, that's their big game is like, you guys don't belong in a tree. Yeah. And then after that, they are the most sympathetic characters. They are the only ones who treat Dumbo in this entire movie as like a, a person who's deserving of love and sympathy. And they do get like read to filth by Timothy. So yeah. it's not like they naturally come to a Timothy sort of has to like reprimand them. But considering none of the other characters who have been reprimanded in the film ever see Dumbo as like more than just a, a shameful blight on their yeah. wonderful lives in the imprisonment of circus. Mm -hmm. but, it's so weird because then they're so sympathetic and they help him and they be, to your point, become the hero mm -hmm. to some extent. So you're left thinking like, <laughs> <laughs> I 
why would you make me like the characters that are so bad? <laughs> it's so confusing. Okay, I, I want to I want to point out something here. At this point in the movie, D- J- Jumbo Junior and Timothy wake up in a yeah. tree, like the, oh, it yeah. seems like dozens of feet in the air. Oh and, yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, they fall out of the tree, of course, because uh, they don't know how they got up there. And at this point, Timothy starts trying to figure out what happened, and he decides Timothy without any evidence other than just we were in a tree decides uh-huh. that Dumbo must have flown with his ears yeah and <laughs> and after after convincing uh uh the, the crows after like reading them to filth so that they decide to help he decides now we're going to train Dumbo on flying officially and we we cut really quickly to them being on like the side of a cliff where uh he is like basically pushing Dumbo off a cliff to fly. And okay, so all the all the points up until here, Timothy has been supportive, but like ultimately a kind of bad friend. Yeah. Like he's like, he's really <laughs> oh, there yeah. for JJ, but like this it's is the fuke part about Barry. Like uh-huh. he's an agent. He's like, he's yeah. playing like a Hollywood agent and he like wants Dumbo to hit it big so badly. He's already put him at risk trying to like jump on top of the 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 pyramid of elephants, which when we heard that idea, we're like, okay, bad idea, Timothy. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> bad friend. And now he's like, oh, let's take it a step farther. How about you just jump off? Just jump off a high this thing. This is what's important. Timothy, to remember, is Timothy is ultimately cares more about Dumbo as like a money-making object than as an elephant at the end of the day even though he's like he does a really good job of like caring about him it's because he's invested so much in him like this is his literal ticket to hollywood which not to spoil anything again but um (laughs) it's he like there are like these moments and i feel like they come out more and more at the end that he's like it's kind of like jiminy cricket and pinocchio like he's kind of like yeah kid like the same thing and it's so much like timothy doesn't want dumbo to feel bad like that's one of his motivators is like i don't want you to feel bad feelings but in the process of us trying to assist him it's only ever rooted by these wild ideas of like fame will fix all your issues and it'll fix my issues let's go get famous together and like to the point where he's like making him feel try to make him feel better after he's been humiliated like but Mm -hmm. they love you and he's like I've been debased in public. (laughs) If only Dumbo could speak, huh? He's too traumatized to speak. That's why he doesn't have any God, that made me think of those incredibly racist lyrics of that song at the top. (laughs) So it's like, who is the, this film is so confusing. It's so confusing. I, oh, and also I want to say, Joe and I like throughout this whole movie, we're like, this is a movie about Dumbo, the elephant that can fly right and there okay. are all moments where he like like is like in the air mm-hmm. ears out extended and i'm like this is it he's gonna learn how to fly and then the scene ends with like an entire circus tent collapsed on everyone and i'm like what yeah huh? he flies for the last four minutes of the movie yeah 
So he, he absolutely yeah. does. And we're going to race to the end. And then I have, I want to say something on that. Like, so they okay. do, he does learn how to fly and he uses a magic feather. And then they, they cut to him being in the circus and it's going right. to be the huge thing. He's going to surprise the crowd because they put up a thousand feet to your point, Brooke. They put up a thousand feet into the air yeah. and he's going to come down. He drops the feather. He gets scared, but he ultimately flies. And then he becomes famous Dumbo, the flying elephant. Mom is released from prison. Yeah. Put you know? back into a high lux prison on the back of the circus prison. Yeah, made out yeah, of yeah. steel. Everything else like is made. Sanctuary. Yeah, like, everything is made out of like wood, canvas, candles. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they have like a steel caboose for her. Yeah, um, it's like an airstream. It's like from like, the future. It's a, yeah. a Boeing seven one seven or whatever. Yeah. Um, the whole train's made of wax except for the last <laughs> car, which is a monorail car. <laughs> we also barely talked about the anthropomorphic train, Casey Junior. But <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but. The one of the trends that we're seeing with these classic Disney films is whatever you remember being that character's thing, that character's like cool thing, maybe happens if you're lucky for 30 seconds within the last four minutes of the film. It's so not a part of the rest of the story. This, so like, we remember Dumbo flying to your point, he flies at the very end. Snow yeah. White, you remember her eating the apple eating the poison apple it happens an hour and a half into the film and is like 15 seconds no if way that. you know what else happens in that movie we were stunned the villain the wicked witch is struck by lightning on a mountaintop and falls to her death does what? anybody remember that no, no. <laughs> i don't know pinocchio's nose grows at one point for seven seconds, and we never talk about it again. Are you kidding me? It's unbelievable. Oh my gosh. The only thing I remember from Pinocchio. <laughs> it's un, like, I can't believe, and they all, it's a weird trend we keep seeing, but like, whatever's the most famous part of that thing happens, it's such a minuscule, inconsequential, almost inconsequential part of the story. I have to, at this point, like in the movie when he starts to fly, I thought about like, how did this movie get like promoted? Was it promoted as Dumbo the Flying Elephant? Or was it promoted as like, hey, come check out this animal for a bit. And then an hour into an hour and four minute movie, this elephant flies and the theater was just like, yes, what the so. fucking hell, <laughs> this rocks. Oh my God, everyone see this movie. Like, Avengers Endgame level. Like, like forgot everything bad that had happened at <laughs> that point. Oh, that is a great point, Joe. <laughs> that is a great point because if you, we knew Dumbo flies, we know Dumbo yes. from being a flying yeah. animal. But if you don't, you're watching it for the first time, that would be because the whole movie, his ears are like the worst part about him. And then it becomes his superpower at the end. I bet uh, people were, I bet people yeah. were losing their. I bet that would have made my heart soar into this yeah. guy. The second that <laughs> Timothy E. Mouse had been like, we must have flown. I would have been like, oh my God. <laughs> but this Don't time I was fly, like, I know. <laughs> There were definitely people who saw Dumbo. They were like, definitely see Dumbo. Don't watch any posters. Don't look at any images. <laughs> um, but definitely see Dumbo. Do not look at any still images of oh. the film, but uh, see it and stay for the whole hour and four minutes. I know you're going to want to leave.
It's so how fun. It's an hour and four minutes long. When Brooke and I saw that, we said, "Thank God, this perfect, is like a right?" Hour epic. <laughs> when well, did actually, movies become three hours or nothing? When uh, who made that decision? A couple of years ago. I don't even like two-hour movies at this point. I'm like it was Peter Jackson. <laughs> oh. yeah, two hours. Everything needs to be less than two hours, except for movie musicals and Prisoners and oh. Dune. Yeah. <laughs> That's my new rule. <laughs> or if there's an intentional intermission, I want I yeah. want to like go I'll to the lobby that. and get new pretzel bites with cheese. You that know? sounds yeah. fucking perfect. Everybody <laughs> goes to the restroom at once. Fifteen mm-hmm. minute break. If you have a a pen or something you want to hit outside. Oh, yeah. Yes. Double up for the second act. Always do. Yeah, for (laughs) real. So then that brings us to the end of the film. Um, Let us ask, because let's ask a couple silly, well, first of all, final thoughts on the film. Uh, Scale of one to 10, what would you give this bad boy? Oh and then God. any, and I would say scale of one to 10, final thoughts, and then like any recommendation you would give to an adult watching this film um, without a child or with a child. I'll go first to give you some time to think. Please. Um, so I'm going to give this film, I, I can't even believe I'm going to say it because there's so many problematic things in here. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. If you're thinking critically about it, mm-hmm. if you just want something that's going to be like background noise to enjoy, uh, maybe a six out of 10, five out of 10. Um, but like, I couldn't believe how much it made me want to read more about it. it made me want to learn more about um, like uh, a black representation in film and the history of black representation. It made me want to. Very rarely do you see something that's problematic, and it makes you. It inspires me to like go do something more with it. Usually, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, we were we we're awful. Human beings are gross. But this made me feel like it's such a weird conversation piece. Yes. So many parts of it are championing the very thing that it is also perpetuating. So you know what I mean? Like, it's so weird. Yeah. So maybe a seven out of 10. And then I would say, don't watch. I don't think kids should watch this. No. (laughs) (laughs) Way too complicated. (laughs) I think once again, if you don't have the context to truly understand what's happening here, I think it is, it's Mm -hmm. a little, it's going to, you're going to be answering more questions than you might be ready for, depending on the age. And then also like, I mean, who knows, but I would not watch it with kids. I want this movie to be taught in like high school classes, but like with, like through like a critical, like race theory lens, <laughs> like yeah. a, like a, like really like break it down. Like, and that's like the old, the oldest I ever want a child to be that sees Dumbo is like 16. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to be in an educational <laughs> setting. <laughs> because exactly I feel like the like heart of this story is like the point like that's the point you want to get across is like you know like this person who was different found their superpower and they were loved by their community or and also like look at the story really (laughs) right right and also like the the elements of like look what uh, this type of ostracizing does to these to how it affects these people how it affects his mother how it affects him what it's like sort of subjects him to but you have to be thinking critically about it. Otherwise, you might even just find it boring and weird. You're like, oh God, yeah. this is, I mean. It gets muddled. To, yeah. I agree. Off. I agree 100%. How about I you, Joe? I think I might give a rating. Is that okay? Yeah, oh, give yes, I'm so sorry. For me to get my rating now? Give a rating. Pop off, honey. Okay. <laughs> no, please, please, please. Um, I think I... I think I'm also going to give it an eight. And I know you moved it down to a seven. Yeah. But I think for adults, 
because I agree. Like I, I was so excited to get on this podcast and talk about it. And I'm, I think I'm going to like, maybe tell people to rewatch like people who I can like trust to trust think about yeah. it, but you're yeah. Like I, I, I just, it's, it makes me want to like learn history like yeah. about that time I'm like I want to know about circus law like yeah <laughs> and uh yeah I just like it was not as I thought it was going to be a little bit more like a silly throwaway classic and I just really like it really got my brain going it, yeah. and also, like, it the it made me feel like I felt I felt uh, so much like emotion for Dumbo and his mama, but I also like felt so angry, like watching those faceless roustabouts or whatever. Yeah. Set up the circle. Like, and every time I saw like an animal get whipped, I was like <laughs> infuriated. So yeah. with that, I think I gotta <laughs> give it a freaking B. And I'm horrified to do that, but here we are. Yeah. yeah. It is funny that we're like, it made us feel, and then all of the emotion we have, it's like, it made me feel sorrow, despair, <laughs> outrage. <laughs> Frustration, hopelessness. Eight out of ten. Oh no, not a feel good movie at all. Uh, uh, and I don't think it ends. So it ends with this like um, World War Two like real like newsreel sort of clip situation of like epilogue. Like yeah, uh, the Timothy E. Mouse has gone on to be like a Hollywood producer and like or manager and like. Um, and Dumbo is like flying behind this train and like we're like meant to believe that this is like a better situation for them but like we've been watching them get abused by the circus workers the whole movie so yeah so like this isn't what we want for him to yeah. get exploited for his ears yeah and he also had to like develop a superpower to get his mother out of prison and to be treated yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like out of solitary confinement not even out of prison that's the worst part yeah yeah in prison um, right. Oh my God. So I, I think that this movie is perfect for right. like a media criticism classroom at like a college yeah. level. I give it a seven or an eight out of 10 right there in that space. I mean, an hour and four minutes. Goddamn. That's like one lecture, you know, like that's one your block, lunch break. <laughs> yeah. That's one like block class, like 90 minute class. You watch the movie, you discuss it for 25 minutes, have them write a paper. Yeah. Perfect for college. This should be locked in the same uh, safe as a gun would be if it's in a <laughs> home with a child. <laughs> and listen, you shouldn't, I'm not a gun person, but listen, you need to keep this away from your kids. Yeah. Your kids cannot be exposed to it because yeah. it is no. crazy. And you know what? There's a new Dumbo. Maybe they bring some of the good elements and leave some of the bad. Yeah. But uh, there's probably another way to communicate some of the values of it, which are so sweet, some of them. Yeah. But like, yeah, ultimately, like, from a labor perspective, this is a movie about exploitation. It's like, there's like a abolitionist yeah. angle, like not yeah. from a, the, the story is trying to communicate an abolitionist theme, but no, like yeah. you're watching oh, it and you're wish. like, wait, the best case scenario is that this like manipulative mouse <laughs> helps our hero stay in the circus. Like yeah. that's the yeah. best <laughs> scenario. <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay, so maybe there's something to learn from all this that isn't the intent of, you know, the movie makers either. Yeah. yeah. So um, that would be my rating. I would say I'd give it a, a yeah, I'll give it an eight out of 10 for a college class. Yeah. yeah it, it's so Great. funny. All of ours are like, 
Eight out of ten if you're one of the good guys. <laughs> yeah. If you're an elitist, um if you're, liberal, if you're an intellectual, intellectual eight state, out of ten. Yeah. If you're if you're I'm a dummy dumb dumb dumb, we'll give it a three. If you're a dumbo, don't watch it. <laughs> you're part of the problem. We are part of the justice for uh Jumbo Jr. Um, also, Jumbo by the way, Jr. the the Stork sings like happy birthday, just uh, Jumbo Jr. And I literally, the first thing that was like, oh, this movie's gonna be fun or not fun, but like, oh, this cop piqued my interest is the way he says Jumbo Jr. really quick. Cause Jumbo Jr. is more fun to say than Dumbo. Yeah. I mean, Dumbo's fun. It has hard consonants and it like reverberates in your mouth, but like Jumbo Jr. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> they stop saying it almost immediately. Yeah. Nobody ever treats him by his birth name. Nobody He's ever, funny. even including me on this podcast, I'd even do it. Oh, Jumbo Jr. So um, we like to wrap up with some final questions about how Disney is this film. There's no wrong answers here. I'll usually go first, once again, to give you time to think. But um, it, it, they're all subjective, and it's just about seeing if there are any commonalities with other Disney films. So um, the first film that, or the first question that we like to ask is, who in this film has hot dad energy? And this can be genderless. It doesn't need to be a male character. Um, yeah. Hot. I don't know that anybody does. <laughs> I mean, I guess Timothy the Mouse. But not quite. Not quite. He more has like older brother energy. Yeah. I really okay. No, I was almost gonna say PC <laughs> Jr. the train, but <laughs> So no really hot, hot dad hot energy. Dad. Um, oh. maybe Mr. Tiger. Okay, hot dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Some fatherhood <laughs> representation in there. The only father in the film. Yeah. Um, maybe that shit. Maybe that shitty little kid after he gets his ass beat by a by an elephant. Maybe he grows up to be. I don't know. That's a story untold. Um, there's, really there's not a good human in the movie. No. There's not. Yeah. There's really uh, not good people in the movie for the most mm -hmm. part. There's not even a lot of hot people either. Because I don't have no. like, hot mom energy either or hot. No, anybody. and what's so weird is, I mean, we're having, this is probably the most adult conversation we've had about a Disney movie in the entirety of this podcast. Yeah. Because it has all these themes. However, that also means it is diametrically opposed to a lot of like a lot of these trends as i look through these okay so the next question we'll ask is yeah if you could replace and this is gonna be hard because there's not a lot of voiced character well i guess there are but if you could replace one character with rosie o'donnell and one character with danny devito who would you replace oh i know it i know it i think I, there there might be you know okay you go I first i think i want to see timothy e. mouse's Dan with danny devito's voice. okay that that was my answer of course, of course. and rosie o'donnell would be the ringleader of the circus of course <laughs> Of I course. think she'd be amazing oh, at that role. Oh, I thought you meant the ringleader of the GOP elephants, which is what I want to see. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's no. what of I was circus. thinking. Of the circus. You want to oh, see yeah, her? Yeah. I, I Rosie like a she's a showman. She's a yeah. show lady. She, she'd but be, I want to see like her the leader of the GOP, both in real life <laughs> and in Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> you know that they actually hate Rosie O'Donnell. She's like famously, she's like a boogeyman on Fox News, which is it's, crazy. It's so <laughs> you know, like, nuts. Is has terrible values now, right? Who Rosie? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Roseanne. Oh, you're my thinking of God. Roseanne Barr. Roseanne it's a Barr. common. It happens okay. here all the time. 
let me clarify. I want Rosie O'Donnell as the ringmaster and I want Roseanne Barr as the leader of the <laughs> and I want Danny DeVito as the mouth. So can I tell you every, um, so I, so every comedy person, like I started and I, I am going to say this on the podcast. I grew up very, very poor. I grew up poor in Appalachia and Western Pennsylvania. And the Roseanne show was the first time I saw poor people who like were able to laugh at how poor they were. And also the show itself, incredible show. If you ever want, now Roseanne herself, we have now learned shitbag. Mm -hmm. But every person who I'm like, I have had sort of an inspiration for or like has inspired me as a comedian has in turn come out to be an awful person. And as I was going through this, another great, and I, I do recommend this for anybody who's a, a sketch performer, or uh, I recommend two things that you should seek out and watch. Whoopi Goldberg's One Woman Show on Broadway from the 80s. Cool. It is so good. She is so good. It is a great way to blend like uh, educational progressive messaging with character pieces. And another version of that is the Kathy and Mo show with Kathy and Jimmy and Mo. I want to say Mo Gaffney. Um, both very, very good. As I was looking through this, I was reading on these Dumbo things. I think I know what you saw. Well, Whoopi you know. Goldberg has like, is supportive of the Jim Crow characters in this film. Okay, but uh, somewhat. She, yeah, somewhat. And the thing I know, because I know Whoopi so, and I followed her so much, is she collects a lot of things from that era. She collects like um, uh, advertisements and things as reminders of like, she's a big proponent of like, you don't erase history. You keep it to remind you so it doesn't repeat itself. Yeah. And that's her angle. But as I was reading it, I was like, okay, there are some people who are really critical of it because it's such a confusing film. Yeah. And then it said, uh, Whoopi Goldberg expressed desire for the Crow characters to be more merchandised by Disney because the crows sing the song that Dumbo in Dumbo that everybody remembers. And I was like, whoopee, slippery slope. <laughs> no, that, that's not what, what, maybe. Yeah, actually, hmm. huh. I was kind of like, when I first read that, I was like, yeah, take them back, take back the crows. But then I was like, who's taking them back? A fucking white company like who's gonna make money from that like sell the crows and then give the money to reparations i don't yeah. know like god <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned roseanne Barr though because then i was immediately like oh roseanne whoopee oh no it's everywhere <laughs> like, what's the second um, thing you would recommend people seek out uh the uh kathy and mo show now this is really it's impossible to find i had to order a dvd copy of it oh, it's yeah. a, a two-woman show kathy and jimmy who many people know as um oh, one of the witches in hocus pocus as uh the the bigger nun in once again will goldberg's sister act they had a they have an amazing sketch a two-woman sketch show it's incredibly feminist it's unnerving how much of it is still relevant um oh. that was released in the 80s and it's I think a, the, they're both a masterclass in writing character pieces that say something. They do it in a way that feels natural and is like, cool. um, it's they're just so good and people just don't know about them. Um, and I, I can't recommend them enough. I, I, I feel like I've been incredibly inspired by them. They're one of the reasons I started doing comedy, these two specials. Um, and then the Whoopi Goldberg so one. Sorry, Moen. Mo Kathy and Moe. Wait, no. Kathy and Moe. Mo. Okay, oh, I'll know, put it in know. the chat. Yeah, put 
Post it in the chat. Post it in the chat. <laughs> in the chat. Um, but they are so good. I, I can't recommend. I know that Kathy and Mo I had to order, but uh, Whoopi Goldberg is nor- her Whoopi Goldberg back to Broadway. It's like her um, essentially redoing her one woman show for HBO. That is usually available on YouTube. I found cool. that they're sometimes it's taken down, then it's put back up. Um, but it's so I can't recommend them enough. They're so good. Amazing. Amazing. And on that note, why don't we just wrap it the hell up, huh? <laughs> were there any other questions? I'm, I mean, I know there are that... some other questions here. Let's go through. Um, so I, I would I agree with both that. of you. I uh, Rosie Rosie O'Donnell for the ringleader of the circus, and then Danny DeVito for the other one. Um, one of the elements is: is there an element of rich people trying to have sex with poor people in this film? Oh no, not really. Not really. Um, uh, no. And then, is there any? quote or scene from this movie that you would get as a lower back tattoo and i gotta be honest i'm gonna get that train going the whole way down my spine right oh, my I, I thought i could i thought i could, I I could. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of an amazing tattoo <laughs> <laughs> and with that and with that we're yeah. done. <laughs> Thank you both so much for being here. Yeah, Thank thanks for having, having us. This is really fun. Of course. If we ever did the live action one, I'll have you back. We can compare oh. and contrast. Yeah, I would. I haven't seen it and I kind of want to watch now. And I also, <laughs> think, I also think it's like not going to get, I, I think I want to write Dumbo. I think I want to write a remake of Dumbo that is really like a criticism of like, yeah labor and exploitation and abolition and racism and take all of what we thought this movie might try to be doing and then just (laughs) do it yeah (laughs) unambiguously do it yeah Yeah. (laughs) i feel like you could probably do that with just like an edit just like take the exact footage and just like (laughs) shuffle it around but just like yeah Yeah. just like have someone say something bad and then just like cut to a like dumbo looking like what (laughs) like it's a lot of just like no what like and the characters in the movie like reacting to other characters being like bad news <laughs> that's it just a couple of frames people thumbs downing <laughs> yeah for real oh uh, just like no 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 <laughs> also you have to uh, uh use jumbo jr and you but the the oh, animation yeah. for their names are still dumbo so like it, they yeah. stop saying Dumbo and it continues to say Jumbo Junior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you say it really well, maybe... quick, Jumbo Junior. <laughs> yeah, you say it really fast. Jumbo Junior. You said it's fun to say it fast too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thank you both so much for being here. I am going to work. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is the Trident network.com and also don't forget to follow disney adult on instagram at at disney.adult.podcast